Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi, this is Jim White, and thanks for listening to Outspoken. Coming up in today's episode, which brings you the very best of the show, myself and Simon react to Tottenham getting knocked out of the Champions League. We ask, what does this mean for the future of Antonio Conte? And we hear from plenty of Tottenham fans who are facing another season without silverware. going to happen next at Tottenham. Did you think Tottenham would go out last night, Simon? I thought they might toil, but I thought they might well, go I, through. I, did, I, I mean, I don't know whether I hoped they'd go through, because I like Tottenham Hotspur. Or, do you? I, yeah, I do. I've okay. always liked Tottenham Hotspur as a football club. I don't always like Daniel Levy's attitude sometimes, but I do like Tottenham Hotspur as a football club. It's he doesn't the team. like yours. He does, actually. Oh, does he? At times. Okay. Like I like his at times. But the point is this, is that I did think that Tottenham would find their way to recover from the most recent form. I didn't think they would compound the issue by getting knocked out of the cup against Sheffield United not being able to perform against Wolves albeit they had some chances and not and firing blanks in those games and I thought that they would give their fans something yes. to disarm them yes, and to do precisely the same as they've done in the last three games I mean I I just I listened to Conte's interview last night and I just felt like kicking the television in quite frankly well this is it I mean he infuriates many people with the way he uh, he speaks to the media afterwards because you never really know what the message is that he's sending and, uh, and why send a message immediately after that why not talk about the performance and what actually happened on the pitch the big the question this morning is will Antonio Conte see out the season with uh, Tottenham Simon before we get to this before we get mm. to him a straight question to you what if it ends up no trophies but a top four finish would that be deemed a success um, well, yes in some people's eyes yes because ultimately getting into the Champions League is the gold standard for teams inside the Premier League there's no guarantee that people can get inside the Champions League and so it is an achievement in its own right but it will not quell the noise the noise, the, the stick that will endlessly beat Tottenham Hotspur, whether it's Daniel Levy or the manager in the dugout, if you don't win something, then ultimately you're in a situation where people are going to use it against you. And when you lose games, what I found inexcusable, what I find inexcusable is some of the things that Conte said last night about you've got to build towards winning. I mean, what a load of old crap. You had an opportunity to build... Well, losing to Sheffield United was building something, was it? You should have won that game. You should still be in the FA Cup now. And people would still criticise you for getting knocked out against what is a pretty... 
run-of-the-mill AC Milan side, yeah, yeah. but you'd have something to cling on to. And I do actually begin to feel that I have a bit of empathy for the Tottenham fans. I know I called some of them idiots the other day because I felt the necessity <laughs> of hounding Daniel Levy out of the club and a section of sort of hysterical fans are idiotic in their response. But I do understand that if you want to be involved in an ambitious football club, winning things are part of it. When you've got Arsenal across the town yeah. looking like they're going to win the Premier League and you've got your team getting knocked out against Sheffield United in the FA Cup, what are you supposed to do? Applaud that? Exactly. And it's the players too. Yeah. You can you can point at Conti. We have to listen to these multi-million pound footballers about what they're entitled to. What they why why do they need to be coached and basically organised to be able to go on a pitch and beat a championship side? And that's no disrespect to Sheffield United, but ultimately there has to become a responsibility. It's always someone else's fault. It's always the owner's fault, or it's always the funder's fault. It's never the manager. And I have become now. A major advocate for bringing Conti into this football club, a major advocate for keeping Kane and Conti to give you some success. But what is the point of an Antonio Conti if an Antonio Conti hasn't got a point? Well, this is uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, and that point that you've just made is well made. Milan at the moment, uh, fifth in Serie A. Gone are the days of Hulet, Rakiat, Van Basten, Beresi, Maldini. Gone are those days. Tottenham went into this with a real chance of getting, uh, get, t- overtaking uh, Milan after that first leg 1 0 defeat and doing something about it but ended up drawing nil-nil Conte said after the match I have a contract with Tottenham I respect the contract at the end of the season assessments will be made with the club in the most serene way let's see how the season ends maybe they can send me away even earlier what does he mean by that what matters for a coach is trying to work and raise the bar as you say Simon Sheffield United springs to mind this year we're struggling to raise the bar no you are Antonio bringing the level from average to good is much simpler problems still arise when raising it and then he went on to say this we cannot invent the win or to hope in one miracle one day that a trophy go into our training ground or into our pitch we have to build. We have to build and uh, to have uh, patience. And uh, yeah, patience. I understand that uh, for, for, for the fans, they don't have patience. Because for lo- a long time, Tottenham is not winning. In this moment, uh, we don't have uh, a solid foundation uh, to be competitive, to fight, to win. Okay, in my opinion, Tottenham know very well uh, which is my thoughts. And uh, at the end of the season, uh, and then uh, yeah, we'll meet and then uh, we'll make a decision. And what does that mean? Does he want to be there? I, I think it probably means that on the balance of probability he doesn't, but he wants to reserve judgment based upon what conversations he has in the summer and perhaps what commitment Tottenham are going to put behind trying to um, encapsulate whatever Antonio Conte's vision is. Now, here's the question. What is Antonio Conte's vision? because I was a major advocate of the winning mentality that I believed Antonio Conte would bring into Tottenham Hotspur. I thought he would change the culture, and I think after 15, 16 months, it's a reasonable time for him to not be saying the same things as he said when he walked through the door. You've heard this story. You cannot you cannot make a case. It's absolute crap to suggest that you need to build things and you don't just invent wins. You win against teams like Sheffield United. That's what you do. I know I'm making this about Sheffield United, but it's absolutely outrageous these football managers take the mickey. They talk in riddles. They never answer questions. I understand the reasons why he doesn't want to talk about his contract. And I understand why he feels the necessity to bring the contract into it because the media are going to bring it into it because he's got a contract looming at the end of the season. And it's not unreasonable for him to not answer that question. And I understand that. I don't like it, but I accept it's the nature of the beast. What I don't accept and don't understand and won't condone and won't allow him to be getting away with is these things like losing in cup competitions like the FA Cup. This would quell some of the noise. Yeah. It would release some of the pressure. If yeah. Tottenham Hotspur were in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup now, they'd still have something to play for in this season besides a fourth spot in the Champions League. 
if the Tottenham fans are happy with fourth spot in the, in the Premier League, then we are redundant in this conversation because who are we to tell Tottenham what fans what they should experience? Yeah. I get the impression that a significant proportion of rational and irrational Tottenham fans want to see more from their side, want to see a better-looking football team and want to see something on the table. You see, Spurs are fourth at the moment. They play Forest next, but Brighton, Liverpool and Newcastle could all overtake them. They've got games in hand. So, when it comes down to it, Simon, you know Daniel Levy. Is he going to be happy if it ends up top four but no trophies? Um, economically, I would suspect yes. Is he going to be happy this morning what? with what he's <laughs> no, heard from Conte? Well, well, I think he's priced in what Conte is. I think Daniel will know exactly what he's going to get from his manager. He knows what Conte's capable of saying. These football managers, you've got to realise, Jim, it's not like... A, I mean, I make the case about they're an employee, but when you're paying someone £15 million a year, they get to determine what they're going to do and when they're going to do it. And when you bring them in, all hail the Messiah, right? And they're not... These people are not. A lot of them are very good at what they do, but they aren't what people think they are. And it's not just me having a rant about managers. They don't do what they should do. After 16 months, Conti trotting out the same tripe is so self-unaware, it's almost beggar's belief. This is on you, pal. This is about you. Some of these guys don't seem to think that you leave things, you leave places with people wanting more. You don't leave places with people wanting less. Tottenham fans must be looking at it again. Well, actually, we wanted Antonio Conte. We believe he was a serious appointment. We believe that he was a serial winner. We believe he was going to change the culture. But here we are, 16 months later, looking at the same backstory being said. Yeah. And you have to suggest that Antonio Conte is at part, a significant part of the fault mechanisms that go into place. You've now got people like Richarlison running around saying what they feel they can say yeah. because there's not enough control in that place. Yeah. And when Conte walks back in the building... Rather than the mood go up, like Son said in the interview, we're all looking for the manager going back, it seems to be that it goes down. And he says there, Simon, as you say, after 16 months, we don't have the foundation to compete. And what? that, that United. has fired up. That has fired up the Tottenham fans this morning. Francis, morning Jim and Simon. For Conte to say we don't have the foundation to compete is an absolute disgrace. He's had 16 months and Levy's backed him. Now he has to go so many Tottenham fans get in touch just want to say I'm a loyal Tottenham fan says Varney he said we are so tired of being Spurs fans it's sad and now it's embarrassing and and you have Conte well, there we it, don't have the foundation to compete what's he doing but in context of the Champions League he may have a point Right, because there are bigger and better sides. They're, what not, point? they're not called AC Milan, right, by the way. But they were big in the Champions League, there were far bigger teams than Tottenham Hotspur getting jettisoned from it. We seen one go out last night at PSG sure. with an absolute basket full of celeb- of, of yeah. so called superstar footballers, right? Yeah. So there is a case to be added into the equation that he has a point when he's talking about specifics of the Champions League. You ain't likely to win the Champions League unless you do a little bit more outside of the pitch and inside the ballroom, right? Let's 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 concur with yeah. that. Yeah. But you can't reverse that back into a week ago when you're losing 1-0 to Wolverhampton Wanderers you're losing 1-0 in an FA Cup to Sheffield United you've been given a beautiful draw you'd now be playing Blackburn in the quarterfinals and you should be doing your job and get to the semi-finals and the landscape would be different and that's where Antonio Conte suggests to me that he doesn't get the dynamics of it doesn't care that much about the dynamics of it getting paid far too much money for doing far too little yeah. and I'm now moving from someone that suggests and advocates even in recent terms that Conte and Kane are the way that you must go Kane, yes, I think Kane will probably go in the summer now because they've got no chance of doing anything. There's no forward planning in Tottenham, it seems to me, to be able to take them to the next level. And Conti is somebody that's marking time. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. So Conti and Tottenham say goodnight, 
bye-bye to the Champions League last night. AC Milan progress. And sure, I've seen one or two messages coming in. You've got to give Milan a bit of respect as to who Milan are. Yeah, sure. But they're not the Milan of old under any set of circumstances. Not the Milan of Baresi and Maldini and the rest of them. This is a fairly ordinary AC Milan that's not going to win Serie A. This isn't pulling up trees. But they progressed in the Champions League and Tottenham missed out in a major way last night. But how's Conte coming out of it? That's a big question. Before we take some calls, Simon, I know you've been doing some figures and some calculations. In terms of spend, have we an idea of what Daniel has done from his from his viewpoint? Well, I just had a look at the spend pattern to see what they've done because the argument will be that it lands up in a boardroom and some of it does and some of it doesn't. Right? Let's be clear about that. Some of it lands in a boardroom and Daniel Levy can't extricate himself from criticism that comes at Tottenham Hotspur's way and I never suggested he could they spent 177 million euros over this season there are a lot of people who say well 58 million have been attributed to Romero and we already had him in the dressing room well you might have already had him in the dressing room but you went and paid for him so it comes into the equation Yeah. so the bottom line is they spent 177 million euros they brought in a couple of players in January and you look at what they spent yeah okay people could say Jed Spence never got in the team and a few other players haven't hit their straps Yeah. but that can't then be levied in the ballroom you can't then say that people aren't supporting people if 100 even if you take Romero out they still spent 120 million quid okay just before we go to the calls again and I always put you in this position but it helps if you're Daniel Levy this morning and you do have a 15 minute conversation with Conte what point do you want to go over to Conte I, look if I'm Daniel I'm, I'm not Daniel Levy so I have a different personality to Daniel Daniel's an accountant he has an accountant's mentality and an accountant's outlook he's a very good businessman I think he just prices what Conte is in I think he'll ignore what Conte says in t- TV interviews in the same way that he ignored what Conte said last year when they played Burnley in the FA in the, one of the games that they lost. Right, right. And he just looked at it and felt, that's just Antonio Conte. Yeah. The media can speculate, they can pontificate. I'll deal with it when I want to deal with it. And Conte, and responding to what Conte said, yes, it's a waste of time. What are you going to say to him? That weren't good enough. Yeah. So will Conte see out the season with Tottenham? Tottenham fans, you want him to see out the season. M- Matt, big Tottenham fan, do you want to see him see out the season? Good morning, Matt. Hello, guys. Um, morning. To be honest, to, to be honest, Jim, um, I've got no... I don't really want to talk about Conte because Conte is a, a, a top-class manager. That is not really our problem right now. Simon Jordan, mate, i tell you something. You're cut from the same cloth as that parasite that we've got at our football club, right? And I'm telling you now, you need to understand. One minute you're saying sort of things against Levy and the next thing you're turning around and blaming Conte. That's what you're doing. You're throwing... But you're it's called a balanced argument, up. Matt, you see. Right. What, it's All called I'm a balanced argument. Listen, listen, there's no balanced argument about this. You've been a chairman and you know how it works, right? Correct. You know, from, from Harry Redknapp's days, this guy, this guy has continuously bought in failures to the football club. You can't keep blaming Redknapp. You can't be, keep blaming Potch. You can't blame Jose, a serial winner. And you can't blame a top-class coach as Antonio Conte that Tottenham are failing. Because do you, do you, do you, think, do you think, Matt... Irrespective, and your point of view is a, your own point of view. And of course, the common denominator is Daniel. Absolutely, the common denominator is Daniel. In, in a period of time that you've won one thing, do you attribute the lo- loss to Sheffield United to Daniel Levy? Then, well, okay, let me tell you something. Yeah, you just said just before I come on, you said he's a great accountant, he's a great, he's, he's yep. a great businessman. Yep. I'm going to tell you right now, right? And I'm sorry, I'm raising my voice because I'm really, I can't, I don't want to swear, Get but I'm really thinking. Mate, I tell you what, if I'm sitting in the... If I'm Antonio Conte, now remember, he tried to get this man previously and he refused to come to the club because he knows what he's made of. 
and then he and he, and then he blessed him to come to the cup. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you that. We know Conte won't do with Chicken Royale, won't do with Ben Davis. Eric Dyer, his name says it all. He doesn't want these sort of footballers at our. But, he, but hang on, Matt. Hang on, Matt. I mean, you, you're a bit puggled here. First and foremost, well, he's been raving about Eric Dyer in previous incarnations. Second, who, who, sec, sec, hang on, I'm finished. I, I listen to you scream at me, so you can listen to me talk to you calmly, right? He's, Levy spent 177 million quid on players, or euros, sorry. So 160 million quid. So are you suggesting that he went out just on a whim and spent 160 million quid of Tottenham Hotspur's money, not his, but Tottenham Hotspur's money, on the basis of he wanted to throw it against the wall and achieve nothing with it? Is that what you're suggesting? Well, you, okay, let me, let me ask you, okay, this question you're asking, let me throw it back to you. Go on, Dan Juma. Dan Juma. Yes. Would you have bought him on loan? Well, well, that, well, that well, again, I asked you the question. Is that Daniel Levy negotiating that deal? Or is it Daniel Levy? Because you seem to be giving, Matt, because you've got, this, you've got this bee on your bonnet about Daniel Levy, which I understand the reasons for it, right? You're giving Conti a pass. Are you seriously, in all of your deranged outburst, giving Conti a pass? Listen, mate, if I gave you that, that squad... Do you think you can do better? Than do Conte? Than Conte? I'd like to think Conte could do better than Conte. And Matt, getting back to Simon's original question to you, <clears throat> Sheffield United overcoming Tottenham the other night. That's not Levy's fault, right? Let me ask you this question, right? And he said, we're going back to that bit where he says he's a good accountant and a businessman. He's going to sit in that office with Daniel Levy. Do you think Daniel Levy's going to turn around and go, oh, yeah, mate, uh, I want you to win the FA Cup this year. Don't worry about it, Paul. Just focus on getting the FA Cup. I can tell you for nothing. He told him, priority is top four. Don't worry about the FA Cup. And that's the reason why these people behave like that. Because Daniel Levy is all about top four. He don't care about well, then, well, then, well, then, then your logic will follow through, right? There's no chance, right, that Pochettino will come back to Spurs, right? No chance. Mate, well, he's got to be deluded. He's no, but if he does come back to Spurs, Matt, what are you going to say then, then? Listen, it's all about the money. Let's be honest. No, 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 no. Get, get away from everything is Daniel Levy. And I and listen, I empathise with you. I wrote a column the other week talking about Daniel's necessity to be able to put more money behind the football team. I think sometimes Daniel saves a pound to lose a fiver. So I'm in yes. your camp. I'm just not down. I'm just not going down the rabbit hole with you. That everything that Daniel Levy does is absolutely dreadful. Because there's a section of your fan base will also recall the fact that Tottenham were a football club that was potentially insolvent for a long period of time. So you've got financial stability. You're not utilising it. But go back to my question, Matt, because you, don't, you might not want to answer it. But I'm going to try and push you to answer it. What would be your answer? Let me finish. If Pochettino comes back, given the fact that Toxic Dan is the same person he's going to be working with. What? Well, okay. I'm telling you right now, this guy come to the... I tell you, this guy come to our football club, yeah? He, he was told, first thing, come and start playing the Spurs way. This guy did more than get him to play the Spurs way. He pushed us and got us into the Champions League with a good set of players. Wonderful. That's not why I asked you, Dan. That's, that's not why I asked you, Matt. If he comes back, yeah. what do you say then? Because given your logic that everyone knows what Daniel Levy is and he burns everybody else and he's a complete... You, you, you guys seem to be in this binary mode that unless, unless I turn around and say that Daniel Levy is absolute dog and absolute crap that I cannot have at a balanced point of view. I do believe that on his watch, Tottenham Hotspur should have done much more. I do concur with your views about the fact that Tottenham Hotspur should be trying to win things and clearly they're not. But on the same Simon, token, spent... what would you have? Do you, do you want Middle Eastern ownership? Is that what you want? In a couple of sentences, Matt, round it off. In a couple of sentences, we've got to go at the bulletin. But think of what you want to say and round it off. 
Listen, just quickly, right? Daniel Levy hasn't failed to spend money. He's just spent money and bought a lot, a lot of trash football and star football club. That's what Daniel... And you've mentioned that earlier. But the bottom line is, regardless, if we... I just won, yeah? Because you've got to remember, we're getting older, mate. I'm 51 years of age. <laughs> we sure are. I was a lot oh, younger at the start of this call. call. Matt, listen, thank you for the, the call. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze... Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Conti last night post-match. Tottenham go out the Champions League. Massive opportunity. I know. The Milana champions of Italy. Sure, I know. But they're not the Milan of old. And this was a real chance. A real chance for Tottenham last night. But he says last night, let's see how the season ends. Maybe they can send me away even earlier. What does he mean by that? And do you want him around the place? That's the bottom line. 03717 Sammy, before again we go to Nick, who's a Tottenham fan who's waited patiently. Why is Tottenham a club where elite managers seemingly go and lose their stardust? I'm thinking well, time, Mourinho, well, Conti's doing okay, it, but maybe ti- Pochettino did it. But timing's everything. First of all, uh, when Pochettino came into Tottenham, he wasn't an elite manager. He was becoming a very good manager, and they took him out of Southampton. And so he was on a journey, and that journey proved to be something that looked like success. Don't forget, you know, uh, Pochettino lost semi-finals and FA Cups that they should and could have won. And then you look at the two guys that would give you that scenario that you just characterised, which is superstar managers coming in there. We know that Mourinho is not the Mourinho that came into 2003, 2000, sorry, 2004 with Chelsea. That's not the same guy that rocked into Tottenham, despite the fact that I still think he's a very good manager. And I'm beginning to unwind the viewpoint that I have in Conte because I understand the ranting and raving. I don't think it's great to go around calling people parasites because you're not entirely right. But you're entitled to a view. Football brings out emotions in people. I don't think you bring your best foot forward by screaming at people, but that's how Matt wants to behave. That's up to him. But the bottom line is, is that Conte's had 16 months. You cannot just say that Levy is the only reason why. That group of players shouldn't be knocked out of an FA Cup. That group of players probably shouldn't lose to AC Milan. Now, they're not going to go much past the quarterfinals because they're far better sides inside the Champions League, and that's fair enough. 
Yeah. But the bottom line is that every time Tottenham lose, they'll be coming out of the woodwork, this group of Tottenham fans like Matt, that will attribute everything to Daniel Levy and to Joe Lewis. And to some of it, they have some merit. Most of it is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Many people getting in touch. Another Matt. I don't think it's the same one, thank goodness. Uh, Jim Simon, me and my son took two days off work to drive to the game last night from Devon. Season ticket holders, this is what we're served up. Uh, we'll be there again this Saturday, but why are we wasting time and money uh, following this dross? Well, only you know the answer to that, Matt. Nick is a big Spurs fan. Nick, good morning. You've been waiting. What do you want to say? Conte, where do you stand with it? Yeah, good morning. Thanks very much for having me on and uh, particularly like listening to uh, Simon's opinions. Thank you. Well, I think that um, Conte doesn't really want to be there. I looked at him last night. He still looks pale. His family are probably saying to him, why on earth are you going back there? If I was Daniel Levy, I'd give him these two games before the international break, Southampton and Forest, and then make the break. Everybody knows he's not going to be there next season. He's too inflexible with his system. Ten years ago, when Spurs first in the Champions League, the width was provided by Lennon and Bale. Last night, it was Emerson Royale and Perisic. We haven't got the players to play three at the back or five at the back. If he chose another system, he'd be able to incorporate Richarlison. A lot of people see Richarlison as a flop, but the real facts are, if you added up the minutes he'd been on the pitch, it only equates to about seven games. I'm not in the anti-Levy brigade because, as Simon put before the break, he's actually ploughed in quite a bit of money and you've got a billion-pound stadium that was empty for a year. It's all very well a lot of fans saying, look, we want to buy big, we want to buy big. These days, if you're talking about buying big, Chelsea have bought Fernandes, an untested, almost untried young midfielder for £105 million plus his wages. So you've got to get in the real world. But really, yeah, I don't yeah. think Conti wants to be there. And I think the best thing would be to have a sensible conversation, give him Forrest and Southampton, say, go out on a high. And I bet his family are welcoming back with open arms. Nick, you, he probably you, just feels obliged. You're so, uh, congratulations on coming on and being so level-headed, Simon. I noticed you've been nodding to a lot of what Nick says. You're very measured, Nick. But nonetheless, does the exit last night exasperate you? Yes, it does. It does. And, it, you know, over the last week, I mean, and from the Sheffield United um, Cup defeat, but you've got to look at the players as well. I mean, we should have been able to beat Sheffield United even without Kane because we had got Brazil's number nine. But the players seem to go there thinking, oh, we've beaten Chelsea, we've beaten West Ham. But with the greatest respect to them, they're both having poor seasons. Yes. And I think they just yeah. sort of got off the coach, got on the pitch and thought, oh, we just got to see out 90 minutes and we'll, we'll you, be in the draw. You like what Simon does. Here is Simon briefly. Well, I think what the consideration will be for Tottenham, and if, I'm, if I read the room in the way that I would read the room um, with what Daniel will do, is the best interests of Tottenham Hotspur to get in the, top, uh, in the top four. That's what's left of this season. That's what's left of the financial opportunities they have to continue to, 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 to patronise a manager, whether it's Conti or whether it's someone else coming in during the summer. What they'll do is they'll take a pragmatic decision if Conti is indeed going out the door and we can walk through the enigma and the riddle that he puts in front of us. They will look at what is the best way to get in the top four this season. Is the best way to amputate and get rid of Conti and put someone back in and if that's Pochettino, that is what it is. Or 
is it that they can get a, get some sort of understanding of the next three games, which, by the way, they should be looking to get nine points out of. If you're playing Nottingham Forest, you're playing Southampton, you're playing Everton, albeit the last two games are away from home, you should be at least, least looking to get seven points out of those games. You get seven points out of those games, you start to solidify yourself in the top four. The yeah. only consideration for Tottenham Hotspur now, Daniel Levy, would be what gets us in the top, top four? four. If it's top, if it's top, if it's with Conti, fine. We'll suffer his nonsense for three or four months. If it isn't with Conti, who's going to do it, and what's the outcome look like? That's all they'll be pricing. Nick, in now. thank you so much for your time and your the, the points that you raised, David. I'm going to squeeze you in before the break, David. Big Tottenham fan. What do you want to say, Conti? You having him any longer? No, not remotely. I was just listening to Simon then, and he makes a good point. But I don't think the players want to play for Conte anymore because. The riddles that he spouts out after every single match is just ridiculous, and it's having such a negative impact not on the whole Tottenham fan base and all Tottenham players. Last night, the tactics were absolutely awful. We're playing AC Milan. We start off, we're already one 0 down, and he's we've made no impact in trying to attack them, and we just let them keep the ball for ninety minutes. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, David, a good friend of mine. You'll know him if I was to say who he was, but he's just getting in touch with me. Jimmy, you need to emphasise to the Tottenham fans as well that. A bit of perspective's needed here. AC Milan are the champions of Italy. But nonetheless, David, I still thought, and probably you did, that at 1-0, Tottenham had more than a fighting chance to go through. They're not AC Milan of 10 years ago with exactly. Maldini and yeah. all of them. That exactly. is, it's, it's, it's a nonsensical comment. At the end of the day, we've got, we're meant to have one of the best three up front in Kuru, Kane and Son. And... You know, they they did nothing. And it's just, it's so frustrating. And also, just on a side note, I feel so sorry for Dan Juma. He must be thinking, what the hell did I sign here for? We've given him no opportunity, no chance. He's come on for 10 minutes against Preston, scores, and we've not seen him again since. Yes. What was the absolute point of that? Conte yeah. just... Conte doesn't know if he's coming or going. He, he, he's just messing around with the squad, messing around with the team. There's only one man that can work mm. under the system that is Tottenham. And it is, you know, it is Pochettino. You know, he's proven it before. Get young players in. He makes them better. I'll ask any Tottenham fan to tell me one player since Conte joined us that he's made a better player out so, of. So in a word, David, you would want Pochettino back? I think he's the only one that can work with, you know, it's not Daniel Levy's fault we lost last night. I'm sick of hearing that all nonsense about Daniel Levy. <laughs> okay, oh, David. It's fault we lost. Oh, well, you're preaching really to the converted and Simon, I think, in that one. David, thank you very much indeed. Is this a wrong time to say that you're going at the weekend to see Tottenham? <laughs> Oops, I've yeah, just said absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Danger. Flammable exchanges ahead. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 